This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. A state judge has ruled that state environmental officials unlawfully approved a large copper mine in central Montana, despite worries that mining waste would pollute a river that's popular among boaters. Judge Catherine Bidegary in Marr County said in Friday's ruling that officials with the Montana Department of Environmental Quality failed to conduct an adequate review of the proposed Black Butte mine north of White Sulphur Springs. The underground mine, sponsored by Vancouver-based Sandfire Resources, is on private land and would extract 15.3 million tons of copper-laden rock and waste over 15 years, 440 tons per day. Environmentalists had sued over potential pollution from the mine and asked Bidegary to reconsider the permit. Her ruling leaves the permit in place for now. She asked the two sides in the case to submit legal briefs within 45 days to address what should happen next. The Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services said in a letter to the state on Friday that the Montana State Hospital will lose its federal reimbursement funding on Tuesday after repeated failures to meet standard health and safety conditions. There were 142 patients in the main hospital on April 4th. It's not known how many are insured by Medicare and Medicaid. In February, federal inspectors put the state hospital on immediate jeopardy status for patient issues, such as operating without an infection control plan while a COVID-19 outbreak whipped through the facility, killing three people. The hospital was also cited for not preventing patient falls. One woman died January 30th after suffering a hard fall from her wheelchair. It was the 13th time she had fallen in two months. CMS had initially given the state hospital until March 13th to correct the issues that led to the immediate jeopardy designation. And after the hospital had given assurances it would meet those conditions, the federal agency gave the hospital an extension and additional conditions. No date was ever assigned to the extension, but the concession was provided to the hospital due to its nature as a safety net for dementia patients who have no other place to go. In March, hospital staff said a patient was life-flighted to a Missoula hospital after being attacked by another patient in one of the facility's intake units. The Montana Department of Public Health and Human Services, which oversees the state hospital, confirmed the attack, had drawn federal inspectors back to the facility again for another inspection. How much the Montana State Hospital relies on those federal reimbursement dollars to operate was not immediately clear on Sunday. The hospital is already $7 million over budget, largely due to paying inflated wages for contract staff to fill gaps left by permanent workers who left. That's according to DPHHS. In an interview Sunday, Bernadette Franks Ongoy, executive director of Disability Rights Montana, said her organization would do, quote, everything in its power to ensure patients who may have to relocate to other settings due to the loss at, of the funding at Montana State University will get the help they need. 
Friday's letter included information for Montana State Hospital Administration to assist in relocating patients. However, Franks Ongoy said Sunday the letter did not explicitly tell the hospital to begin relocation. Current and former employees began raising alarms late last year about conditions at the hospital, citing an unqualified and unresponsive workforce as drivers of the fast-moving staff exodus. Employees have attended legislative hearings in recent months to urge lawmakers to get involved before many patients and employees were injured due to low staffing levels. The letter noted payments may continue for 30 calendar days for patients admitted on or before April 11th. Billings businessman Gary Buchanan is running for Congress without the support of a major political party, but is picking up endorsements from members of both major parties. Buchanan was formally endorsed at a Friday rally at the state capitol by Democrat Dorothy Bradley and Republican Mark Roscoe, They ran against each other in the state's 1992 election for governor. In addition to Bradley and Roscoe, several notable figures in Buchanan's campaign hail from both political parties. His campaign treasurer is Dave Lewis, a Helena Republican who served as state budget director under Democratic and Republican governors and then served in the Montana Senate. Among others present, supporting Buchanan at Friday's rally, former State Auditor Monica Lindeen, a Democrat, and Bob Brown, a former Secretary of State who was the GOP nominee for governor in 2004. Brown left the Republican Party in 2020, citing what he called President Donald Trump's ignorant and irresponsible leadership, end quote. Buchanan, who runs Buchanan Capital in Billings, has been a fixture in Montana's public life for decades, serving under both Democratic and Republican governors. He helped create the Montana Department of Commerce, served as its first director under Democratic Governor Ted Schwinden. That's according to a 2006 profile in Billings Gazette. He also led a major reorganization of state government under the Republican Roscoe. According to a resume provided by his campaign, he also served on the Montana Banking Board, the Montana Board of Investments, Board of Crime Control, Montana Chamber of Commerce Board, and the Montana PBS Board. In his remarks, Buchanan lamented excessive partisanship in Montana politics, saying he believes there's a sizable middle among the state's electorate, which he called an eight-lane highway down the middle of the political spectrum. He cited political dysfunction within the Democratic Party, saying debates on subjects like Biden's Build Back Better proposal have devolved into a circular firing squad. Quote, The Democrats have made themselves so weak nationally that I've got to be an independent when it comes to that sort of activity, he said. Buchanan also said he's disheartened by some of the legislation coming out of the Republican-dominated Montana legislature. He said he believes the party has been overly obsessed, his word, with voter fraud in crafting election administration laws and criticized House Bill 702, which prevents private businesses like Buchanan Capital 
from accounting for the COVID-19 vaccination status of employees or customers. He called it a heavy-handed government intervention. Quote, I don't think this legislature has any discipline when it comes to overreach. I don't think they ever even discussed overreach, he said. In his remarks Friday, Buchanan also took aim at Congressman Matt Rosendale's posture on the Russian invasion of Ukraine, criticizing the congressman as, quote, part of the pro-Putin part of the Republican Party. Quote, I would not embarrass you on issues like national defense, NATO, Buchanan said. Rosendale has been among the members of Congress opposing American support for Ukraine defense efforts. Prior to the Russian invasion, he co-sponsored a bill to prohibit military assistance for the Eastern European country until the U.S. finishes building a wall on the border with Mexico. He was also one of only three U.S. representatives to vote against a resolution urging support for Ukraine last month. In order to qualify for the November ballot as an independent candidate, Buchanan's campaign needs to collect signatures from 8,722 voters by May 31st. He said Friday he would not use paid signature gatherers as his campaign works to meet that goal. Montana Attorney General Austin Knutson has joined 21 other attorneys general from across the country filing a brief in support of a lawsuit challenging a federal rule banning bump stocks. Plaintiffs, including the Gun Owners of America, have asked the U.S. Supreme Court to rule that the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives, that's ATF, went against federal law and proper procedures when it made a ruling that required gun owners to give up or destroy their bumper stocks. Knudsen's amicus brief says the ATF rule would violate the right to keep and bear arms, quote, by immediately transforming hundreds of thousands of law-abiding gun owners in the states into criminals. A bump stop redirects the recoil energy when a semi-automatic rifle is fired, moving the gun back and forth against the trigger finger and allowing someone to fire more quickly in a manner that is similar to, but not identical to, a fully automatic weapon. In 2018, following a mass shooting in Las Vegas, President Donald Trump asked his attorney general to propose a rule banning all devices that turn legal weapons into machine guns. Later that year, the ATF announced a rule clarifying that bump stocks fall into the definition of machine guns. They're already restricted under federal law. Knudsen's brief argues the agency's interpretation of existing federal law was essentially rewriting the statute without going through Congress. Quote, when the ATF or any agency invades protected rights by interpreting statutes too broadly, the court should step in. That's according to Knudsen's brief. State fishery biologists have begun a new study this week on the movement of northern pike in portions of the Bitterroot, Clark Fork, and Clearwater Rivers. Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Park began tagging northern pike in the Missoula area and say the success of the study depends on reports from anglers who catch the tagged fish. FW believes the research will help identify movement patterns and extent as well as key breeding areas in local watersheds. 
Northern pike are an introduced species that can impact wild trout populations and other native species through predation and competition. The city of Missoula is considering expanding residency requirements to allow emergency responder employees to live farther outside city limits. Currently, employees are required to live within 30 minutes of Missoula. That has limited their ability to find housing. To create a larger area for emergency responder employees, the city is looking into expanding residency requirements from 30 to 45 minutes of Missoula city limits. The Missoula City Council will vote on expanding the requirements on May 2nd. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio or KGRT-DB webpages. Made in Montana News is podcast worldwide with listeners in 46 U.S. states and Canadian provinces in 24 countries on six continents. We also post our stories on Facebook. Made in Montana News is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH, 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio in Jefferson County, Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, ResCast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation, PIVA Radio of the Northern Cheyenne Nation, and Crow Res Radio of the Crow Nation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.